Well, hey everybody, uh, um, my name is John, I'm the lead pastor, and uh, this past Sunday, I guess depending on when you're watching this, March 13th, we had what we call our all-team gathering. It's a gathering of uh, the family, of everyone that we consider to be a part of Christ Church Albany, and talking about how we're doing as a church and where we are going. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to get a recording of that meeting, and so I, I want to give you a little bit of a summation of uh, what we talked about at that meeting, and hopefully give you some things things that you can talk about with other folks uh, and give you a chance if you have questions that you want to ask. Uh, we would just love to hear all of that. Uh, so where we started yesterday is uh, where we often start is the idea that church is not a building. And, and that's super important, especially as we are doing a meeting where we're talking about how is the church doing? Uh, because a lot of times when you ask that question of how is church doing, you think of things like programs and attendance and money and like how are those things doing and for sure those metrics can be important to the health of our church but that's really not what we're asking when we're asking how is the church doing because the church is not any of those things what we are asking is how are how are we doing uh how am i doing uh how are you doing uh how are we all doing together and that's really what we want to drive at. Uh, so where we want to start is our mission is that we want to help you love Jesus, love each other, and love the world. And so I want to ask you to ponder a question. And actually, it would be really great if you could take the time to discuss this question with someone else. Maybe you want to discuss it if you're in a one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe you want to discuss it with someone in a group. Uh, maybe you'd just like to call someone that you know a little bit in the church, and this could be a great chance for you to get to know each other a little bit more. But I would guess that all of us have a desire to grow in all of these areas. But there's probably one of these that you feel a little extra inclination that like, man, I just, based off of where I'm at right now, I, I could really, like, my relationship with Jesus is, it's, it's, it's good, it's not great. Like, I, I could really take some steps in loving Jesus right now. Or like, my relationship with church family, like, I don't know if I'm all that connected. You know, like, maybe it's loving the world, serving, making an impact. Is there one of those right now that you feel like is the area that you most are praying that you see growth in the, in the next couple days, next couple weeks, next couple months? Uh, we would love for you to take some time to discuss that. And during the meeting, uh, we all sat around tables uh, or we were on a Zoom call and we got a chance to discuss that. And so if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on the podcast, I would love for you to take some chance, some uh, opportunity to really think and reflect uh, and discuss that with somebody else. Uh, then uh, in the meeting, uh, we have three categories that we go through when we look at how have things been going. Uh, and again, not just with like the church as a building, but like how, how have we been doing? And so we looked at three categories. We looked at wins, we looked at needs and concerns, and we looked at things that you should know. Uh, and there's a sheet that's uh, attached in the YouTube video here if you want to watch that, or if you didn't get a chance to look at the sheet, then email us at info at ChristChurchAlbany.org, and we'll be happy to send you a sheet. And so we had this very detailed uh, informational sheet that uh, myself and the, the elders and other leaders have been working to put together for the last couple weeks, and we outlined lots of different wins that we know about. We outlined some needs and concerns. And we uh, put together a list of things that we think that all of you should know about. Uh, there's some things coming up, some things that have happened that maybe not everybody knows, but we think everybody should know. And so we would love for you to take time to read through those. Uh, but in the meeting, and 
for the purpose of you watching this video. Uh, we're not going to read through all of those. We didn't do that in the meeting. We're not going to do that now. Uh, what we did in the meeting is we wanted to have a chance for folks to share uh, because we want to know, again, this isn't about just a program. Like, where are you seeing wins? Where have you experienced a win? Has somebody been a win for you? Uh, has there been something that you've experienced? Has God been doing something in your life? Have, have you made movement on some way of loving Jesus, loving each other, and love the world? Uh, we want to take time to share that. Uh, and during the meeting yesterday, a couple highlights. Uh, some folks talked about their one-on-one -on -one relationships and how that's been such a, a win in their life, and that's amazing. Uh, some people uh, talked about that they were a part of some of our Serve Albany opportunities and they just thought it was like a really neat thing that uh, we are a church who is not just serving and doing things for our community, but that we are intentionally doing things with our community. And some folks talked about uh, that. And then we were able to highlight a couple different things. Uh, we've had a handful of new family members uh, to our church over the last couple weeks. And so uh, one of those families, uh, the Kaepernickskis, they became official members yesterday. And whenever someone becomes a member, uh, we have this painting that we've had for years as of a tree and this kind of fingerprints of a root system. And so they added their fingerprint to that painting uh, as a way just to show visually we are a part of the family. We celebrated that and that's super cool. And uh, we have a lot more family members that we're going to be adding over the next couple weeks and getting to hear their story, so that's super exciting. Uh, and we highlighted our friend Ten Bo. So you might have uh, seen Ten before uh, back here playing keyboards or uh, maybe playing uh, guitar. Uh, yesterday he was actually running slides, and he's just a picture to all of us of what a servant looks like. Uh, he just regularly comes in with this incredibly humble attitude asking, how can I help? And, and that's amazing, and uh, I want to be a servant like 10, and so we got a chance to celebrate him a little bit. Uh, but there's other wins I'm sure that you know of, and so if you have something that you've experienced that you want to celebrate, uh, we would love to hear about that, so please uh, let us know. Uh, we also talked about concerns and needs, uh, and again, in the sheet, there's lots of different things that we have that we that we need, that we feel like are concerns in our church or some things that we really want to pay attention to. And so make sure you take time to, to look at those and maybe spend time starting to pray for those. Uh, but we want to know, what are your concerns? Uh, what are your needs? As you look at our church family, uh, as you look at your own life, uh, as you look at what's going on, like what are the concerns and needs that you see? Uh, a couple things that came up in the meeting yesterday is uh, one of our concerns and needs is uh, we have a desire to put together a discipleship program for kids. Uh, when we get together for our live services and even on the small group weeks, uh, there's a group of leaders uh, led by our children's pastor, Jess, who is intentionally working to disciple kids and help them to better love Jesus, each other, and the world. But one of our needs and concerns is that there's just a lack of of volunteers in that uh, ministry right now. And so that's something that we're, we're praying for and uh, maybe it's something that you feel a draw that maybe you could be uh, involved in in some way or, or another. Uh, we also uh, talked about the idea of what we should know. And again, in the sheet, there's so many things coming up, uh, things that we're doing this summer, uh, things that are happening with me with a sabbatical that I'm taking this summer, uh, some things happening financially, and you can read about all that in the sheet. And if you have any questions about any of it, please reach out and let us know. But maybe there's something that you know about. Uh, maybe there's something that's happening with your group. Uh, maybe there's a, an organization that you're volunteering with. Maybe you just have an idea and you think it would be helpful if everyone else knew about that. And I agree. So please reach out and let us know. 
then, once we kind of went through all that and uh, had a, a time where we could ask questions, we moved on to the next section. So that's a little bit review of how have we been doing, where have we seen wins, uh, based off of what's been going on, what are the needs or concerns, uh, based off what has been going on, uh, what do we all need to know about. But then, where are we going next? Uh, well, what's, what's the next chapter? Uh, what does it look like for the rest of the spring? What does it look like into the summer? What does it look like past 2022 into 2023? And uh, what does it look like for us to keep moving forward as a church? Uh, and so a couple things that uh, I want to let you know as we are looking at where we're going to go in the future. The first is that there's no concrete plan. Uh, that if you're looking for that like five-year plan, if you're looking for, you know, here's exactly what we're going to be doing with Sunday services in the future. Here's exactly, what, you know, the sermon series that we're going to be doing. Here's exactly what we're going to do with a building someday. Uh, for myself, for our leaders, like we, we just don't feel like we have like a concrete plan of exactly what we're supposed to do. Uh, actually, what we've learned a lot of in the last two years is that as we look at future plans, what we want to do is we want to spend a lot of time waiting, trusting, looking at what's already happening and evolving it and experimenting with things and see how it all goes. Uh, and especially one of the things that I've been learning over the last little bit is this idea of, of waiting. That we don't always just have to come up with like the plans on our own. The, the best use of our time isn't to all get together. I mean, we have a ton of really, really bright people in this room uh, that are part of our church family. And we could easily get a group together and we could strategize and we could come up with a five-year plan. We could come up with programs. We could come up with some things and it would, it would be really, really great, I'm sure. But we don't feel like that's what we are called to do. We are called to follow after Jesus. He is our king. And Jesus already has a plan for our church. Jesus already has a plan for you and your life and your family. Jesus already has a plan for our city. So what we need to do is not just go ahead and try to figure out what we should do. We want to figure out where is God already working and how can we partner with him? And that means we might need to wait. It means things might not move as fast as what we could. Uh, but over and over and over again, as you look through Scripture, it has this idea of waiting on God, waiting on the Spirit. And then when He tells us something to do, then we obey, we trust what He tells us to do, which might mean we need to evolve something, might need, we need to cancel something, we might need to start something new, we might need to experiment in something. Um, but we want to learn to wait on God. So we took time during the meeting yesterday to pray this prayer together. We gave a few minutes of just silent reflection for people to pray, God, where are you already at work? how can we join you? And that's a prayer that I've been praying, and it's a prayer I encourage you to pray. And we gave just a few minutes, uh, and then after we prayed, uh, we asked this question of, did you hear anything? Because God is speaking. God is, at, is moving in the life of our church. He is moving in your life. It's just a matter of, are we taking time to listen? Uh, so we gave uh, some time for discussion. Just to, is there God doing anything? Uh, uh, someone, uh, Bree, uh, mentioned that she feels like God's calling her to start working in our children's ministry, and that could be an amazing thing. Uh, a guy, uh, Nick, you know, I see Nick playing drums, uh, but we've talked about the idea of community groups, and we want everybody to be in a community group, but not every community group needs to meet on a Sunday morning or in a home, and so he's feeling this like nudge from the Spirit to maybe start a Thursday afternoon lunch group, so uh, folks who can take a, you know, an hour, hour and a half lunch break, they can get together and they could do uh, their group meeting then. And I believe that if you took time to pray that, 
God would reveal some things to you that he is doing in your community, that he's doing in your family. And he's asking you to obey. He's asking you to say yes. He's asking you to trust. And so we want to just have that posture as a church as we look into the future of waiting on where God is telling us to go. And then when he tells us, we'll trust and evolve and experiment. Uh, also, we talk about where we're going. What I'm going to share here in a second isn't exactly where we're going to go. It's more of values. Values that will shape the decisions that we make. So as we are making decisions, because when we do this thing, we're, we got to figure out, like, what are we going to do this summer? Uh, what are we going to do in the fall? You know, are we going to stick to, you know, services, uh, to, uh, live services twice a month and groups twice a month? Uh, we have a lease that's uh, due, at the, it's done at the end of December, and so what are we going to do? Are we going to re-sign a lease uh, or not? Uh, we have decisions that we need to make on a constant basis. And so I don't know exactly what the answers to all those questions are of how we're going to answer those decisions. These are the values that are shaping how we're going to make those. This is the, the filter. Uh, this is like the, the decision-making process that we are going through as we are making that. And I'll share that with you uh, in a second. Uh, and then lastly, I want to make clear as we talk about all this, that when we talk about where are we going, it's the idea that we believe that we are actually going somewhere. Uh, that this isn't about us just like doing things like we want to make sure that as a group of people we are actually moving to the place that God wants us to go. Uh, so to introduce that idea, a little bit of an illustration. Uh, this uh, past week, that's me sitting in the airport, uh, I got a chance to fly to Orlando to a conference and uh, both on the way there and on the way back my flights kind of got screwed up in different ways and so I had to spend way too much time in the airport and I, I had realization while I was in the airport that Airports, like, especially the airports I was in, are like, they're awesome. Like, airports are so nice now. Uh, and I don't know, maybe if you've flown a lot, uh, they were joking with me yesterday that I guess a lot of these things have been in airports for a long time. But to me, I was just noticing for the first time that at some of the airports, there was, like, trams that you could ride, and that was pretty cool. There's all kinds of different restaurants, so kind of whatever food you like to eat, they had that food available if you wanted to eat that. Uh, they had uh, plug-ins at every single seat. So uh, I remember uh, that when you'd go to the airport, there would only be like a handful of plug-ins that seemed like in the whole terminal and like people are standing in line to try to like plug in their phone or their computer. And now under every single seat, there's a place where you can plug in. Uh, I was in the Orlando airport and there's like fountains everywhere and you got benches and you can like sit around the fountain. Like the airport is like an awesome place. But as awesome as an airport is, as nice as the amenities are, no one's like just excited to hang out around the airport. As I was delayed on so many of my flights, I was like, oh good, I get to spend so much more time in the airport. And there wasn't ever a thought when I flew into Orlando, I was like, man, this, this airport's so nice. Like, I think I'm good. Like, I, I don't need to go to my hotel. Like, I don't need to go to the conference. I don't need to go to the pool. Like, I'm just gonna like spend time here. Like, why would I wanna go anywhere else? Uh, I especially didn't see any families coming into the airport and they you know, have their kids and the Mickey Mouse ears. I didn't see any of the parents telling the kids like, okay, here we are. We, we, we have arrived at our, we, we, we flew all the way to Orlando because we wanted you to experience the airport. We just want you to spend time here. No, they, wanted to go somewhere else because an airport is a tool. It is not the destination. And as nice as an airport is, if it doesn't take you somewhere, if it doesn't help you get to where you're actually going, then 
it's not really serving its purpose. And I bring that up uh, because we talk a lot about the idea that our services, our groups, our classes, prayer, classes, what, pretty much everything we do is a tool. It's a tool to help you get somewhere. And if it's not helping you get somewhere, then we need to ask some questions. Uh, we might need to evolve it. We might need to change it. Uh, we might need a little different way of how we're doing it. And so we don't want to just do church services or make church services super nice. We want to ask the question, is it helping you go somewhere? We don't want to just say you know, we want everyone to be in a group, but it's not just because we want everybody to be in a group. We believe the group will help you go somewhere. And then as we're evaluating how we're doing groups, you know, what are we studying? What are we looking at? You know, is the group helping you get to where you want to go. Uh, so we're asking these questions a lot, is are you, me, we, them, getting to where we want to be? And I don't know if that's grammatically correct or not, but I think each of those categories is incredibly important because there's, there's a place that you want to be. There's a place where you want to be with your marriage, with your family, with your relationship with God, with your connection with your family, and like, are the things that we're doing helpful tools to help you get there? Are they helping me get there as the pastor, as someone that's part of this church? Are we going there together? Is it just like, okay, a few of us are like, this is helpful for, but for the vast majority, it's not like, is this helpful for the majority of the whole group? And I think it's incredibly important. Them that are not a part of our church family yet. Uh, for the folks who, I'm standing in our uh, auditorium right now, so like looking out at our windows and the folks who live uh, on State Street here and then the houses there, like, is, is what we're doing a helpful tool to help them? Is the things we're doing helpful for the folks in your street? Helpful for the folks who live and in, in, uh, uh, that you work with, that, that you're friends with? Like, is what we're doing a helpful tool to help us move to where God wants us to be? Uh, or probably the better question is this, is not just where I want to be, but where is it helping us become who Jesus desires us to be? Jesus has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He has a plan for the, everyone who's in your community group, those of us who come together on Sunday mornings, for everyone who lives in the city of Albany, for everyone who lives in the entire world. God has a plan for them. And so are we creating tools that help them to be able to discover Jesus' best life for each and every one of them? Uh, and on that note, while we're not exactly clear on where all God wants us to go and what all these tools will look like, what we are very sure of is the big picture of what Jesus wants for every single one of us. Uh, here's just a couple of different passages in the Bible. Uh, the first is from Jesus in John 10. It says that he wants us to have life and life to the full. So, do you have a full life? Are you experiencing a full life right now? Is, would you consider your family life to be just like, man, it's just full, you know? Would you look at the relationships in your life? Would you describe it as full? And, and if it's not, are the tools that we're utilizing as a church, are they helping you get there? Are they helping you show you how to get to that full life? Uh, and uh, Galatians, uh, the Apostle Paul, talks about this idea that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And we talked about the idea with these is not just that, like, we do, you know, good things, you know, not just that we are kind every once in a while, but that, like, 
we are actually becoming kind, joyful, patient people on the inside, that who we are on the inside is changing. And so it just erupts from us. I mean, it's just, it's just part of, it's like second nature. Like, of course, like, Frank, of course, Susie, you know, of course, of course they're, they're joyful. Like, that's who they are. And are the tools that we're utilizing as a church, are they helping you become this? Uh, and again, uh, Paul uh, writes to another church in uh, Corinthians. He talks about the idea that we are the body of Christ and every one of us is a part of it. Uh, we want to be a family. Uh, we don't want to be just a group of people who like happen to know of each other or happen to sit next to each other during services every once in a while or maybe even are a part of a community group. Like We want to be like a family that we are connected to each other. Uh, Back in January, we did a week where we went through talking about what a church member looks like. And we went through a lot of the one another passages. It talked about the idea that like, as a family, we want to like share each other's burdens. Do you have somebody that is sharing your burdens with you? Do you have someone that you are sharing their burdens? That we're supposed to confess our sins to one another. Do you have someone that you can trust enough, that you could confess your sins to them, they could confess that we're supposed to pray for one another, that we're supposed to help each other, encourage one another? Like, do you feel like that you are a part of a group of people, that, that you are actually you know, connected as a team, as a family? And are the tools that we are doing, that we are involving Sunday morning services, one-on-ones, classes, are they helping you get to where God wants you to be? Uh, and then the last one, uh, Paul talks about the idea that God has prepared for all of us to do good works. Uh, every single one of us has been pre-wired to do good things. You are designed to make an impact in the world around you. It is not an accident that God put you on your street. It is not an accident that God put you where you work. Uh, the, the problems that exist in, in our city of, of poverty or of, uh, refugees who don't have adequate housing uh, or sustenance abuse or uh, the amount of kids who uh, start school but then our graduation rates are way too low. Like, we are designed, God's answer to this, he could just fix it, but he has decided that he wants to work through a group of people and he has given you the time, the talent, the ability to be able to do amazing good things in the world. And we are designed to be people that go to sleep every night being like, man, like my, my life matters. I am doing things that are making the world into a better place. And are the tools that we are using as a church, are they helping you discover what your skills and passions are? Are they helping you discover what God has pre-wired you to do and helping you get involved in doing these good things? And we want to always be working through that metric of helping you to get to where God is asking you to do. What will help you, them, us live full lives, live fruity lives, uh, become a part of the family to help you do good work? Uh, we want to wait on God to ask, God, where are you working? How can we be a part of it? Uh, we want to experiment with different ways. We might need to evolve some of our programs. We want to trust what God is telling us to do to help us get there. Uh, now, how exactly do we get all there? Uh, here's a, some values that we are going through to help us make decisions on how we should be figuring all this out, about what we should be doing, what programs, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so the idea is that, move over to this, I hope this is more helpful. 
is there, we have a goal. It is a concrete goal of where God wants us to be. Full lives, fruits of the Spirit, a part of the family. Like we have a goal. How are we going to get there? Uh, well, we believe that we'll need habits to help us get there. We'll need content to help us get there. We'll need community to help us get there. And at the end of the day, it should make a difference. Uh, and what we did during the all-team gathering is I asked for a couple examples of folks to share some non-church-related goals just to show how this works. And so uh, Bree, uh, she, she said that she is working on getting a PhD. So her big goal right now is she wants to get a PhD. So we asked, okay, that's a big goal, but they're, they're just going to hand you a PhD. Like, like there's going to have to be a process to help you be able to achieve that goal. And so we asked, what are the habits that you would need to start doing if you wanted to get that goal of having a PhD? Well, I said, well, you would have to study. Uh, we said you have to have a work-life balance. You know, you have to make sure you're sleeping and time management, and uh, you'd have to have the discipline to like sit down and actually write that dissertation. Uh, that you're going to have to have certain habits that you're engaging in. We said, well, then you're going to have to have content. Uh, you're going to have to read books about that subject matter you want to get a PhD in. You're going to have to go to classes. Like You're going to have to actually learn some stuff along the way. And then we said, who's going to help you do that? And we talked about the idea that maybe she would be a part of a study group. Uh, she would have professors that would help her along. She would have fellow students that would help her along. And she needs a community of people that are going to help support her to help her get to her goal. And then we asked the question, what, what's... What's the end result? Like, so, I mean, this is a lot of work. I mean, this is gonna be a lot of habit, habit, habits, a lot of content. Like, but what, what's gonna be the big end result that you're gonna get if she actually gets her PhD? And she's gonna get her PhD in uh, Christian Judeo studies, and she wants to help other people know about, like, kind of what was going on in Bible times, which is pretty cool. So, uh, her getting a PhD, I think, is gonna have a, a big impact on the world and you can do that with all kinds of stuff and so I was talking to someone after uh, the meeting yesterday and they were talking about running that they want to, their goal is that they want to run a 5k they haven't really run since college but they're interested in the idea of like I want to run a 5k so what habits would you need to, to be able to get to running a 5k well you got to start running. <laughs> uh, you might need to start eating different. Uh, you might need to start hydrating different. That There's going to be some habits that you're going to have to engage in on a regular basis if you're going to ever be able to run that 5k. And then content, like what are you going to need to know? Like are there certain shoes you should wear or not wear? Uh, are there certain, you know, things that you should be hydrating with or not hydrating with? Uh, what are the things that you're going to need to know? Is there a certain plan, training plan? What are the things that you're going to need to know if you're going to accomplish that goal? And then community. Who's going to help you do it? And any of you have ever achieved any goal, but I think especially with like athletics, like if you have someone who you're doing it with, if you have someone else like, hey, we're going to do the couch to 5K together, and we're going to get out there and where you know when it's hard, when I don't want to do it, like I'm going to help you do it. it just changes the whole game. And then, I mean, like, what's going to be the end result? Like, going to be healthier. Uh, going to uh, they're going to actually do theirs as a, a part of a charitable group, uh, and so it's actually going to help raise money and help raise awareness for an important cause. So it's not just about doing the goal; it's going to have an effect on the world. And put anything you want to through this process. But what we want to ask is all of us have a similar goal. We want to be people that are living full lives. 
We want to be people that are living out the fruits of the Spirit. We want to be people that are a part of a church family. We want to be a part of doing good works in the name of Jesus. And so how do we get there? Well, there's habits. Uh, What habits do we need to be engaged in on a regular basis if we're going to do there? And this is where we bring up things like silence, fasting, spending time praying, going to a a church service, making that a regular part of your habit, going to a community group, making that a regular part. You're going to have to have habits in your life that you prioritize. And And the point isn't the habit. The point is what the habit will help you get to your goal. And then you're going to have to have content. You're going to have some things that you're going to have to know. If you want to know what the full, if you want to live a full life, you need to spend some time studying about what the full life is. And the full life is exemplified in Jesus. You're going to have to spend some time studying the content of Jesus. If you want to know how to start fasting, you might need to spend some time learning about fasting. Uh, If you want to start spending time knowing how you can have, do good works and how you can be a part of using your time and talent and passion, you might need to study some things to help you realize what your passions are. What are your gifts? You know, what, how has God wired you? And you're going to have to have a community to be a part of it. Uh, You might need to join a community group. You might need to join a one-on-one. Uh, you might need to be a part of Sunday morning services. You might need to, who are the people that are going to help you get, get there? But then what I think is so exciting, because man there's, man, there's so many goals. I mean, you could get a PhD, which is great. You could run a 5K, which is great. You could, you know, have your goal being that you want to buy a new car, or you want to buy a house, or you want to, you know, lose weight, or, you know, so many goals that you could do. But all of them, like, will have hopefully some positive impact on the world. But when I think about each and every one of you, when I think about me, I think like, if we could really become people that were living the full life, if we were just joyful, patient people, if we felt like we were a part of a group, if we really felt like we were doing good things, like the effect that that would have on our city, the effect that that would have on our streets, the effect that that would have on your office, the effect that that would have on your family and the people around you, it would be, it would be good news. It would be the gospel being lived out. It would be the kingdom of God being lived out. And so that's what we are going to be spending a lot of time with over the next couple months and years as we are making decisions and saying, what we are clear on is what we need to become with our goal. And so now we need to figure out how do we need to get there? And all, everything we do, Sunday morning services, one-on-ones, a building, it's it's all figuring out, is it helping us get the habits? Is it helping us get the content? Is it helping us get the community? So when we think about classes, uh, what classes are we going to do in the future? We're asking those questions. What are the habits that we need to learn? Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we've done classes like Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and Emotionally Healthy Relationships. Because it teaches us, you took Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, it teaches you how to have a quiet time. And we believe that's going to be an important habit for you to have if you want to get to the goal. Uh, Emotional healthy relationships. It teaches you lots of relational skills and habits that you're going to need to know that content so that you can live out those habits so that you can get to your goal. Uh, Alpha, all these other classes, Financial Peace University. We're looking at classes, how we're going to decide which classes we do or don't do. What are the habits, what are the content that we need to have and is that going to help us get there? Uh, as we look at buildings, what are we going to do for a building? 
going, uh, going forward? Well, what, what's going to help us? Well, what habits do we need to do? And is there a space that we really need for those habits? Uh, what's the content that we need to learn? And is there best place that we can really use, you know, to best learn that content? As we think about relationships, who we're going to do this with, like what kind of gatherings do we need to have and what's going to best facilitate those gatherings? That's how we're making that decision so that we can get to the goal. Uh, same with Sunday services. Are we going to keep doing Sunday services twice a month? Uh, are we going to go less? Are we going to go more? Well, it's all about saying, what, what does Sunday morning do? What, what habits is it teaching us? Uh, what content is it giving us? And, and do, we, do we need more of that? Do we need less of that? Like, how do we tweak it to best teach us? Because we want to get to the goal. Uh, real quickly, uh, we talked through uh, this the other day. All of this is a pretty big, actually, paradigm shift for us. Uh, because for a lot of years, you can see this, uh, we would refer to this funnel. And I, this has been used by churches for... I don't know, last at least 30, 40 years uh, in a lot of churches that I've been a part of. And I, 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 I love this. Uh, I, it hasn't worked, let me say that up front. But I, there's still a part, I, I wish it worked. I wish that this was like the way that we could like help change the community and get to the goal. Uh, but the way that we've talked about things for a long time is this idea that we're gonna create this big top end of the funnel that we would call our Sunday morning experience. That we're gonna make a Sunday morning environment and it's gonna have good coffee and it's gonna be casual and it's gonna have good teaching and it's gonna have good music and it's gonna really be the thing that people are gonna just hear about somehow and they're gonna want to be a part of it. And then once they come, then they will like start to take next steps to start to get that full life, start to get the fruits of the Spirit, start to get more connected to the family, start to do good works. And we've been doing this for eight years or so now, and COVID luckily, I think, screwed us up a little bit. And what we've found as we've reflected and evaluated is this hasn't really worked. One, not that many people actually came to the Sunday morning experience that were brand new and just, you know, were interested. Uh, some, but not many. And then for the ones who did come, uh, I've had many of my friends and neighbors who you know, are not Christians, not interested in the Jesus thing, and through a personal invitation, they've actually come to our Sunday morning experience, and I thought that they would just love it, and somehow lightning would strike, and then they would you know, start to become a, a Christ follower somewhere in this process and start to live out, you know, find their way towards the big goal of where we all want to be. But it, so many of them. I mean, if I asked them, like, did you enjoy coming? They would say, yeah, I enjoyed coming, but like, it didn't move them down the path anymore. So what we're looking at is kind of flipping uh, the script on that. So this comes from emotionally healthy uh, spirituality. The idea, this is what we were trying to do for a long time, is trying to have, and like, it wasn't totally unaffected, but it was like kind of sprinkling out. And, but if, what if we flipped it? What if we said, we, we want to take the folks that are already here, the folks that are watching this. And we want to help every single one of you actually get to the goals. We want to help, we want to give you, help you develop the habits. We want to help give you the content. We want to help you be a group of people that are actually living the full life of Jesus with all the fruits of the Spirit and totally a part of the church family. We want to help you do that. Again, the more and more folks that are actually living this stuff out for real, and as you're living out in your street, on your workplace, like, what a 
effect could that have on the world around you? And I think the best way to get anyone interested in ever thinking about having a full life, ever think about the idea that like, yeah, I want to become someone who's following Jesus, is not just to hear about it in a service somewhere. It's for them to experience it in real time with a real person. It's for them to see, your, it's for your neighbor to see you start to live a dramatically different way. It's for them to see that like, you're living a life that isn't perfect, but it's just, it's just, it's full. They just see that like you are becoming a different person on the inside. That like They see the connections that you have with your church family. They see the good that you are doing in the world. And they think, man, like I, I, I want to learn about that too. And they're in luck because we want to be a group of people who say that if you're looking to live a full life, we, we have tools. We have resources to help you do that. And when you do that, you're going to make an impact on the world. Uh, and then... Lastly, uh, where we ended this meeting is asking the question, do you want it? Because with this big goal, it, this is going to change everything in your life. If you decided that you actually want to engage in the habits that are going to help you get to the goal, I mean, so many of those habits need to be daily things or weekly things or monthly things. And you're going to have to make time and space for that. It's going to take a sacrifice for you to make time to learn the content that's going to help you learn to that goal. You're going to have to make time and space to learn that. For you to be a part of those relationships, you're going to have to make time and space to actually be a part of those relationships. It's going to take a sacrifice. It's going to have you... You're gonna to have to prioritize that this is the goal that I'm doing in my life. And this isn't new for any of us. This, this is what we do with goals. If some of you, you've been at a job and they'll give you a goal that like, hey, here's what you need to do to get promoted. Or we're giving you an opportunity for a new job. And like you look at it and you're like, whew, that's gonna like change my habits. That's gonna change, you know, my kind of, it's gonna change my relationships. I might, yeah, I might have to travel more. So I'm not gonna get to see my family as much. Or I'm gonna have to work later nights. That's gonna take away some time I'm gonna spend with my friends. And, and if you decide you want that goal, you're like, okay, I just, it's gonna cost me, but like I, I want that goal. Or if you decide that you want to get a PhD, or if you decide that you want to run a 5K or run a marathon, or if you decide, whatever goal you have, it's going to cost you. And so you need to decide, is it worth it? And so Jesus, we've been talking about the idea of what the kingdom of God is like. And Jesus gives all these different examples of here's what the kingdom of God is like. And here's one of the examples. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Uh, and then he gives another story, similar idea. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. There's this idea that these folks found a treasure. They found a pearl, and they're like, I would trade everything if I could just have that. And what we're asking you to do as we move forward as a church is I think it's clear how God wants us to live our lives. And I, I think it's a treasure. I think, I mean, to live the full life of Jesus, 
to could actually have love and peace and joy, to actually be a part of a family, to actually be doing amazing good work in the world and the city around you. It's, it's the best way to live. But I honestly don't know how you can live forward into it unless it's, it's gonna cost you things in your career, it's gonna cost you some other education or hobby or whatever other goals. You're gonna to have to reprioritize everything you do with your life to say, that's, that's what I'm focused on. I'm having other stuff in my life, but like my main focus is I just want to be someone who loves Jesus each other in the world because I'm convinced it's the best way to live. So if you want to move forward and take next steps on getting to that goal, if you need help in helping to get those habits, if, if you know that you need content to help you know how to do it, if you want to be a part of a community because you want to be someone who's just, your life is just on mission, we want to help you do that as a church. Uh, and then, I already said lastly, but now, like, officially lastly, uh, we spent time at the end of the meeting, uh, some time in worship, and uh, I'm not going to do worship because you don't want to hear me sing, but maybe you want to spend some time as we finish this on your own. Because at the end of the day, all of these is so focused on the idea of Jesus, King Jesus, that at the end of the day, the biggest goal that you should have in your life is to follow and do whatever Jesus says to do, because it's the best way to live. The, the habits that we should do are just, whatever Jesus did, however Jesus talked, however Jesus treated people, that's the habits I want to have. The content, I, I just want to know Jesus. I want to know how he lived. I want to know what he said. I just want to know as much about Jesus as I possibly can. I want to be in community with Jesus. I want to spend my every ordinary days with Jesus. And I want to make a difference in the world like Jesus makes a difference. And that's possible for every single one of you. And I invite you as we do that as a church family. Uh, so that's where we are going as a church. Uh, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear feedback. Uh, if you feel like that there's a next step that you're being called to take, I would love to talk to you about that. And if you feel like that there's, you have some insight and uh, yeah, I, here's the habits I think we should be doing. And like, I, you might think Sunday mornings are teaching us these habits, but I don't know if they really are. Uh, I took this class and I think it was supposed to teach us these habits. I, I would love to hear feedback, positive or negative about that. If you think that there's a habit that you really want to work on, but you feel like we don't really have a tool to help you learn that, I would love to hear that. If you think there's content that we're not giving or if there's content that, that has been helpful, I would love to hear about that. Uh, if you're getting connected with other people, uh, we would love to hear about that. Or if you have ideas of how we can better get connected. Uh, I still shared this yesterday. I still have this nagging feeling that I think that we're an incredibly friendly church, but I think there's far too many people that are a part of our community that are friendly with people, but they don't really have friends yet. They just don't have people that they're like in those deep level connections with. And so if you have ideas of how we can get there and how we can better live on mission, please reach out. We want to do this together uh, and keep praying keep waiting on God, keep asking where God is already at work, and when God speaks to you, share it with us uh, because we want to go where God is telling us to go. Uh, thanks. 
for taking the time to uh, watch all of this. Uh, I look forward to your feedback. Uh, let me pray for you, and then we'll move on. Uh, Jesus, thank you for this church. Thank you for what you've called us to. Help us to live full, fruity, together, on mission lives. And help us to take the steps, even if it's costly, to get there. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye.